the Lord and welcome to this Sunday afternoon's Miracle Service. We are broadcasting from the First Century Apostolic Church, SCAC Temagana. We preach, teach, and live the complete and unadulterated Word of God with genuine signs, wonders, and miracles taking place under the leadership of Reverend Dr. Edwards, General Overseer of SCAC. This is a miracle service, so I urge you to listen carefully to the message and participate in the prayers and ministrations by faith, and the Lord will meet you at the point of your need wherever you are. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for the gathering of your children in your holy sanctuary for our miracle this afternoon. We do so, Lord, in the name of our Lord and Master Jesus. And it is by the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord, we'll be able to come here. Therefore, we thank you. We thank you, Lord exceedingly abundantly. Lord, as your word comes, as we hear your word, we know that it is you speaking to us. Grant us to have understanding. Let the life and the power of your word get into us, work for us, work with us, and usher in our blessings not just for this day but Lord, for the rest of our lives we give you praise in Jesus name Amen let's all be seated church God is our direction our protection and our assurance God our direction, our protection, and our assurance. The God that we serve is all these and many more things to us. So for the title for this afternoon's message is God, our direction, protection, and assurance God directs us protects us and he gives us assurance he assures us every day Exodus 13 verses 20-22 Exodus 13 verses 20 and oh sorry 20-22 Exodus 13. Oh, thank you, Lord. So, they took their journey from Succoth and camped in Etham at the edge of the wilderness. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way. And by night in a pillar of fire 
to give them light so as to go by day and night. He did not take away the pillar of cloud by day or the pillar of fire by night from before the people. Amen. Hallelujah. God, our direction, our protection, and our assurance. Indeed, when we go to the book of Isaiah chapter 41, Isaiah 41, verses 10 to 13, Isaiah chapter 41, verses 10 to 13. This is what the word of God says here in Isaiah 41, verses 10 to 13. It says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Behold, all those who were incensed against you shall be ashamed and disgraced. They shall be as nothing, and those who strive with you shall perish. You shall seek them and not find them. Those who contended with you, those who war against you, shall be as nothing as a non-existent thing for I the Lord your God will hold your right hand saying to you fear not I will help you Amen. Amen these are some very assuring words from God to us as his children words that assure us not to be afraid assure us that he is with us holding us by our right hand, and that our enemies shall be as nothing. God is our assurance. These are assuring words. So that any of us going through any challenges, any problems at any time, the Lord is saying, we should fear not. Fear not. For I am with you. I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. And he says, I will strengthen you. Church, may God strengthen you. Amen. Yes, I will help you. There are times when there's nothing we can do, and we need help from above. And God is saying, yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Behold, all those who were incensed against those who rose up against you, those who were angry with you, shall be ashamed and disgraced. Church, may your enemies be ashamed and disgraced. Those who seek to disgrace you, to shame you, may they rather be ashamed and be disgraced. They shall be as nothing. As nothing. Not zero, but they shall be negative. All those who strive with you shall perish. You shall see them. You look for them because they were there yesterday and today they are no more. 
is that you shall see them and not find them. Those who contended with you, those who war against you, shall be as nothing. As a non-existent thing. As if they never existed. As if they were never around. For I, the Lord your God, who hold your right hand, saying to you, fear not, I will help you. This afternoon, if you came here afraid, may you stop fearing. If you came here thinking that you have been ashamed, your enemies are rather being ashamed. In the name of Jesus. Clap your hand for Jesus. And when we go to John, John's Gospel chapter 10. John 10, verses 27 to 30. John's Gospel, chapter 10, verses 27 to 30. This is Jesus speaking. John chapter 10, verses 27 to 30. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of my, ha- out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Amen. Amen. Again, assuring words from our Lord Jesus. And uh, these are words that persevere and last. They are for perseverance and for everlasting. He said, He calls us my sheep. Yes, we are the sheep of His pasture. He, the great, the great shepherd, Jesus is a great shepherd. And a shepherd has sheep. We are sheep. And a shepherd knows how to take care of his sheep. And we are his sheep. He knows us. In fact, any good shepherd, and Jesus is a good shepherd, knows the sheep individually. There can be as many as a thousand sheep. But the shepherds know them all individually. He doesn't just see them as sheep, but he knows them. He knows how they are, the color of their, of their fur, and if any of them begins to fall sick or begin to limp, the shepherd can see that this one yesterday was walking where today it is limping. He knows their sheep and the sheep know him and they follow him. Amen. Amen. Clap your hands for Jesus. So church, as you sit here this afternoon, as you sit down here in the sound of my voice, remember that Jesus knows you, and as you follow him, he knows the relationship, he knows the intimate, close relationship that he has with you. And therefore, don't be afraid, don't be dismayed. Don't be afraid, don't be dismayed. And he says, and I give them eternal life, you see, uh, in the Old Testament, God says he will uphold us by his mighty right hand. He hold by the hand and says, fear not. But now Jesus says that 
in addition to even beyond that now, he gives us eternal life. And you and I shall never perish. Praise the Lord. If we shall never perish eternally, how can he allow us to perish now? Church, you shall never perish. You shall never, never perish. In the name of Jesus. Never shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. No witch, no wizard, no tupe, no juju, nothing that anyone can do against you can snatch your life, can ever snatch your life out of the hand of Jesus. Can you imagine God holding your life and taking, your, taking that life out of his hand? It is impossible. Because he is greater than, than them all. God is greater than them all. Say amen. amen. My father, who has given them to me, who has given you to him, and I to him, or me to him, is greater than all. Greater than all. And no one is able to snap them out of my father's hand. No one. Shall I say no one? No. Say no one. no one. I and my father are one. Hallelujah. I and my father are one. So, with these assuring and preserving uh, words from our Lord, <laughs> we read the text that we read about Israel when they left Egypt. After over 400 years in a foreign land, later becoming slaves in captivity, God, by mighty miracles, Mighty miracles, bring, bringing place upon place upon the Egyptians, finally delivered, delivered his children Israel from the house of bondage. And every time I think about this, what comes to my mind immediately is what went into your, your salvation before you were not saved, <coughs> before you were an unbeliever, before you were in the world. The processes that went on spiritually, <coughs> excuse me, in the background, that now made you a believer. You and I have no idea. God actually wrestled you from the hand of the power of the kingdom of darkness. Amen. <coughs> the Bible said that He had delivered us from the power of darkness. He had delivered us. And deliverance involves war. Deliverance involves battle. Deliverance involves activity. God, who is greater than all, has delivered you from the power of darkness. Dark powers. Dark powers. That will otherwise lead you to the dark hell. Delivered you from that place. And he just delivered you and left you roaming about. But he led you he directed you into the kingdom of his love. Kingdom of love. When the kingdom of Satan, there is no love. In Satan's kingdom, there is no love. But in the kingdom of God, there is abundance of love. And this love will continue forever. Amen. Amen. Prophecy will stop. Everything will cease here. Tongues will cease here. But love continues forever. In Jesus' name, just say amen again. Amen. Clap your two hands for Jesus. So having just left Egypt, 
Having just left Egypt, they took their journey. Men, women, children, cattle, everything that they had, everything they had was with them. They didn't leave anything behind. Into the wilderness. As soon as they left Egypt, they entered into the wilderness. They didn't know where they were going. They didn't know where they were going. All they knew was that God had prepared a place for them in Canaan. The land flowing with milk and honey. A land flowing with milk and honey. And God was the one who was taking them there through his servant Moses. None of them had been there before. Not even Moses. But they trusted God to be their direction. To lead them. Lead the way. Taking them to Canaan. In the same way, beloved, we are not, you and I don't know what will happen tomorrow. We don't know what will befall us tomorrow. Yesterday, we didn't know what will befall you today. And I thank God that today we are blessed. And I know that tomorrow we shall be blessed. Though you don't know what will befall you after tomorrow, I know that on that day we shall be more blessed. In the name of Jesus. Clap your hand for Jesus. Because our God is our direction. He knows the end. Even from the beginning, He knows the end. He knows everything that is going to happen along the way. And He is the one who is leading us. So as we sit here today, as a child of God, remember that you are not just roaming aimlessly. You have not been left to walk helter-skelter not knowing where you are going and even not knowing where you came from. We know where we are going. We know who is leading the way. The one leading the way is your Lord and your God. My Lord and my God. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So they left. And God, being a faithful God, appeared to them a pillar of cloud. Visible. This was a cloud that they could see. It wasn't a spiritual cloud or a spiritual fire. It was visible cloud and a pillar of fire. And they could see it. And by day, as they marched forward, this pillar of cloud led the way. Can you imagine it? Praise the Lord. Even now, it may look like we are here alone by church. Let me tell you something. Let me assure you of something. In as much as as God is here, His glory is here. The glory of God is here with us. And wherever the glory of God is, there are innumerable number of angels there with God. So right now in our presence with us here, we have an innumerable number of angels that cannot be numbered. You are not here alone, I'm not here alone. We are here with a number, innumerable number of angels. Say Amen. Because God is our direction, our protection, and our assurance. And as long as we remember these things, these are assuring words. They are not just words, they are assuring facts. Let's clap our hands for Jesus again. The pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire by day and by night, they were visible symbols of God's presence among his people. They were to assure 
the Israelites, that God was with them. You see, they have been slaves in Egypt for hundreds of years. And all that time, it looked like God had forsaken them. But no sir, no madam. No sir, no madam. God never forsakes his children. And God is faithful. Whatever God has said concerning you, though it may tarry, wait for it. It will surely come to pass. But I didn't hear your amen properly. Unless maybe God has not said anything about you. If God has not said anything to you personally, go to his word. Go to the Bible. Everything there about the children of God concerns you. It is for you. In Jesus' name. Clap your hand for Jesus. Though it may tarry, it will surely come to pass. The, the road may be a bit bumpy, a bit rough, ups and downs, ups and downs. There are times when you may feel like God is not even with you. Oh, no, sir, no, but he is very much with you. Because he, I know that if everything were to be smooth sailing, if the life of a Christian were to be just Christmas every day, <laughs> Christmas every day. In fact, Christianity will be very boring. Oh yes. Worshipping of God will be boring. What makes it more interesting that it's challenging? It's, it's victory. You see, victory cannot come unless you are faced with what looks like defeat. That's not victory. What do you call victory? Unless you have to go to war. What is called success, and unless it looks like you are going to fail, hello? Otherwise, there will be nothing like success. If it doesn't look like you are going to fail, and all the time, success, 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 Christianity will be boring. And after a while, you, you, you may want to, you want something more exciting. In fact, uh, the Romans, ancient Romans had a proverb. And the problem was that, and they, you know, they liked their games. The Romans liked games. They worked hard. They were very hard workers. So when it was time for games in the amphitheater, in the theater, oh, they were very, very excited. And they all took there for the games. But then they said, they realized that, in fact, even though work was difficult, work was difficult, if all the days, if all the days were holidays, this is what they said. If every day was a holiday, imagine every day was a holiday. And they said, to the games, to go to the games will be as difficult as to go to work. Hello? What makes games interesting is that after you work so many days and then have one holiday, then you are very happy. So is that not so? Yes, after you work for a long time, then one holiday becomes, oh, tomorrow is a holiday. Is that right? Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. In fact, what makes Christianity difficult, uh, sorry, exciting is that the difficulties that we face, then God delivers us. It gives us the, the, the tangible evidence that God is with us. And may God be with you. May God be with you, church. Clap your hand for Jesus. All right, why would God say that? Oh, do not be dismayed. Your enemies, they will perish. God allows the enemies to come. So when they perish, then you know that God is the one who has called them. That God is with you. May God cause your enemies all to perish. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. When you go to Exodus 14. Exodus 14. 
verse 10. Exodus 14, verse 10. The Bible says that in Exodus 14, verse 10, And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were very afraid. And the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Even though they had left Egypt and they thought, now, oh, we are now okay on our way to our promised land. Not long after they left Egypt, Pharaoh, with his entire army, chariots, two soldiers, pursued them. Soldiers, military, army, pursuing civilians. When the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, they saw the army of the army of the armies of Pharaoh, Egypt, coming after them. They were very afraid. Very much afraid. And I would be afraid also if I were there. Because I'll, 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 I'm not a trained soldier. And even if I were a trained soldier, they, were, they outnumbered. They outnumbered the Israelites. So it was like, there were no match. They were about to perish. Or at best, be taken back to Egypt, into slavery. And that's why, in fact, uh, when people become born again, the days or the weeks immediately after a person becomes born again, that is the time of intense struggle. The enemy will not accept, will not believe that this person has been delivered from the power of darkness, from his power, and been translated, transferred into a kingdom like that. No, no, no. He will not accept until he is defeated. And may your enemies spiritually be defeated before your faces. So, the days or weeks immediately after a person becomes born again. That's why we need to pray that person for that person. That's why we need to visit that person and call that person. That's the time of intense struggle. And many are those who go back. Many backslide. Many are not able to stand firm. Therefore, it's important to know the maturity, the spiritual maturity of the brethren. Some are new. Some have got weak arms and knees. Some are weak. And to uphold them, support them in prayer. That the Lord will uphold them by His mighty right hand in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, when the Israelites saw the Egyptians pursuing them, they had three options. Three options. Option number one. It was danger. Danger. Egyptians pursuing with their army. So danger was approaching. Death was coming. At best, slavery was coming. And that happens to all of us. Even now. Now and then, we are faced with danger. Now and then, we are faced with serious challenges. Now, let's remember that God is your direction your protection and your assurance, you may give up. You will certainly give up. The first option was to surrender. So, and there are many who surrender and go back. Yes, they may have been Christians for a long time. 
Christians for a long time. But you see, the devil will throw challenges at you according to your maturity or how long you've been a Christian. If you were, if you are just a, 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 a just a, a new convert, you were born again yesterday, the devil will just throw one, one CD temptation at you, just one CD. Your worth, your temptation is only one CD. That is all. One CD pet. And there are many who even fall for 50 pesos. But when you've been able to persevere and endure for one year, and it comes at you with a thousand cities. A thousand cities. When we were tempting Jesus, you know, the first one in the wilderness, then us, you know, he said, you know, command this stone, come bread. Bow down and worship me, throw yourself down. And when all the, when he failed, the next one that came was even more, more serious. You know, he entered into Peter. Peter, who was Jesus' lieutenant. Lieutenant. Right hand man. Peter said, Oh Lord, don't go to the cross. Don't die. Don't save. Now don't save mankind. Just stay with us. Don't go back to heaven. Don't die. <laughs> Look at how, how, how serious that was. Jesus said, Get thee behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me. Get thee behind me, Satan. Peter will say, Ah, Lord, I'm not offense Satan, am I? <laughs> That's why I saw the call. I'm sure Peter will be surprised that Peter called me Satan. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Even he, Peter, didn't know. But Jesus knew. <laughs> Jesus knew. So the, the next one is as we become more and more mature, <laughs> the thing that Satan will throw at you become more and more serious. And a time will come when he has seen that he has thrown everything at you and he has not succeeded and he will leave you alone. May he leave you alone today. May he leave you alone today. In the name of Jesus. Clap your hands for Jesus. So the first option was to surrender. And that's the easiest part. Easiest part is surrender. Oh, okay, oh, 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 I was only joking, so let's go back. Come on, let's go back. Surrender. The next thing, option is a bit more difficult. To stand and fight. Using your own strength. Fight. But fight with your own strength. With your own might and your own power. That one, you know you cannot succeed. You may be able to stand for a while. But when you fight back, using your own strength and your own power, you will fail. You may fight for a day or two, but eventually... Satan will cut you down. And when you fight with your own strength, your own power, he gets you. When he gets you, then he puts you where the fire is hottest. Hottest. So please don't try to fight back with your own strength. Don't ever fight back with your own mind. Second option is dangerous. The third option was to believe, trust God. As your direction, protection, and your assurance. And may you all trust God as your direction, protection, and assurance. Amen. And for us, for many of us, that is even more difficult. You see, the, the, the surrender is very easy for us. We tend to, second one, we tend to fight back using our own strength and power. And we think that way we can do it. But the third one, many of us even forget that God is there for us. May you never forget that God is there for you. When we are faced with challenges, when we are faced with some sickness, some things are happening that we don't understand. 
We even forget that God is there for us. There are times I, I ask something, I say, where is, I ask people, where is this brother, where is this sister? They say, oh, he's not, he, she's not well. For how long? Oh, she's not been well for three weeks. And where is she? Or the fear? <laughs> Hello? I know that that sister or that brother have forgotten, completely forgotten that God is there for him. That the healing in the house of God. And I've told before that many years ago, early in my ministry intention, there was this sister, I've forgotten her name, I think she was called Mavis. She, she lived not far from the church, the session church. And with this, she was a new convert. She became converted not long ago, not long before. And we didn't see her for about three weeks. I had not even noticed her absence. I had not noticed that she had only come for three, for, for, for three weeks. And then when it was evening service, teaching service or prayer meeting, when I saw them carrying her to the church, they were actually carrying her through the front door and placed her on a chair at the back. That's where I remember that. That, that might be Mavis. Why are they carrying her? She looked sick. She looked paralyzed. She couldn't walk. I kept on, I was preaching, teaching. Then when I finished preaching, it was prayer time. Then I, I asked, what is wrong with me? They said, oh, she's been sick. She's been paralyzed for three weeks. I said, why did it take her so long? Three weeks. Hello? Praise the Lord. Paralyzed for three weeks in the house. And her house was not far from the church. So I asked them to bring her forward. And they carried her to the front. Pray for her. We didn't have to pray for one hour. Just about three, four minutes. This sister got up and started walking. Praise the Lord. God healed her immediately. She started walking. Not just that, my interpreter, uh, Okante, 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 not knowing that the whole church knew that this sister was paralyzed in the house. Many of them have gone to her to pray for her, including the interpreter himself who was standing by my side. So when he saw what God had done for this sister, then he, he exclaimed in my hearing, Hey, Asma, Len Lenake, Elachamo, Eyenimoshian, Lelen. In other words, it's true that healing is in the house of God. So I said, What do you mean by that? They said, I said, I also went to pray for her. Pastors have gone there in, from Catholics to, to Nakaba to whatever to Opam, Opam Usoni, Opam Anya. They have all been there. I was the only one who had not been there. Opam Anya and I have been there. <laughs> I was the only one who didn't know. Everybody knew. I didn't know. <laughs> Until they carried finally, then they said, oh, Let's go to the house of God. Then they remember that, Oh, God is there. God is our, our direction, our protection, and so on. Let's go and see what the Lord will do. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Clap for two hands for Jesus. It can be very, it can be very discouraging. Very, very discouraging for the pastor. When everybody had been there, he's the last one to know. I know many years ago I was working in a, in a, I was then a consultant to Tor, to my oil, oil refinery. And I was their specialist uh, surgeon. And I, I was there one day when this woman who was the wife of a manager. She was the wife of a senior manager at all. She came there, I was with their, their own doctor, and then she came, so, Madam, then how? You know what she said? I said, oh, I have this problem. And I've gone to many hospitals. This is what she said. 
Many have been here, there, there, there. Been to, and uh, my father is still there. The, the doctors there are not able to help me. So today I said that. We may have handsome here. Be on a hard night. And the doctor was very furious. I, I maintained my, uh, my self control. But the other doctor was furious. And the handsome here, you know. No, and, and her husband was senior manager of Thor. And she had gone, and this is a Thor hospital. She had gone round and round and round and round and round. When now she was not getting her healing, was the only thing that so may I be on a hard night. Mama has a hard night. Mama has a better house. That's not the way you approach God. Hello? You approach God with faith, with confidence, knowing that God is there for you. May God be there for you every day. Put your hands up for Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. That day I remember the doctor was and the doctor was about to sack us. Then he says, please go, go. I said, oh, doctor, take your time. Like, and then we have that. In fact, that's where she got a healing. Her problem was a very simple one. And she got a, she was amazed that the their own hospital clinic that she looked down upon. Is where she got her salvation. May God do so for you also. Amen. Yes, you come here this afternoon. Look at a very simple building. Our building here is not an imposing edifice. It is like a cathedral. It hasn't got, you know, one of those towers, you know, big tower decorations. And hey, we don't even have a swimming pool here. Hello? We don't have a swimming pool. <laughs> we don't have a. We have only one auditorium. There are some churches you want to go. They have five auditoriums. One for the main church. One for youth. Another auditorium for what? Uh, uh, for what? I can't hear you. Children's service. Youth service. One for old men like me. One for old ladies. You know, there are plenty. And the pastors there are about 200 pastors. Hello? 200 pastors. When you go to a church where they have 200 pastors, before you can see the number one pastor, you have to go through all the 200. But here we have only few, so it's very easy to see. Is that not so? Imagine you have 200 pastors. Before you come, you meet number one at the gate. Number two at the entrance. Number three here, four there, five there, six there. By the time you get to me, I've gone home. <laughs> Hallelujah. We are not like that. So you may look at this place, oh, uh, what is this place? Uh, can anything, anything good come out of Nazareth? You just come and see. It is not the imposing nature of the building. It is the presence of God. It is the very presence of God. And it is the fact that the members there know that God is there. And He's there as their protection, their direction, and their assurance. Clap your two hands for Jesus. That is what matters. Hallelujah. Hey. And therefore, you may despise um, our structure here. We don't even have a poster, no picture of the pastor sugaring, sitting sugaring at the front. You don't even know, see a picture. What kind of church can this be? (laughs) Hallelujah. So, Exodus 14, verse 10. And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. 
So they were very afraid. The children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Now let's go to same chapter 14, verses 19 and 20. 19 and 20. Same chapter 14, this time verses 19 and 20. And the angel of God, who went before the camp of Israel, moved and went behind them. And the pillar of cloud went from before them and stood behind them. So it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel, that it was a cloud and darkness to the one, and it gave light by night to the other, so that the one did not come near the other all that night. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You see, in that pillar of cloud and that pillar of fire was Jesus, angel of the Lord. God was in that fire in that cloud. And while the Egyptians, while, so while the Israelites were afraid, crying out to the Lord in prayer, God knew what he had to do. God knew what he, So this pillar that was leading them, ahead of them, now moved. Moved. And stood behind them. Because the enemy was coming from behind. So God positioned himself between the enemy and the children. Upa Abra, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And the whole night, the pillar was there. Bible said it was, it was darkness to one. To the Egyptians, it was darkness. That pillar was darkness to the Egyptians. Because if any Egyptian tried, ever tried to go near death. So now fear came upon them. Fear came upon the Egyptians. And the children of Israel were celebrating. May you celebrate as your enemies mourn and cry. Because the Lord is there for you. And in that pillar of cloud and fire was Jesus. So here was Israelites and Egyptians. And the pillar forming a wall between the two. So none could go cross over. To the Israelites it was light. So that even in the night, that place looked like a um, floodlight. The place was lit up. Whereas in the night, the Egyptian camp was in darkness. But because they had had it, if I were an Egyptian that time, that day, I would will, I will, I will convert and become an Israelite. I would say, Lord, now to, from today, I'll become an Israelite. Hello? I will become an instant Israelite. In the name of Jesus. But you see, those who are not delivered, the Bible says, unless God draws you, you cannot come near him. Unless God draws you, you cannot come. There are many in the world who would like to be like you. Ah, how I wish I could go to church. How I wish I could serve God. How I wish I could forsake my sinful ways. But somehow they can't. Somehow they cannot. Because it has not been given to them. But you, it has been given to you. Hello? An Egyptian and an Israelite. Egyptians were Egyptians. And the Israelites were Israelites by birth. They were descendants of Abraham by birth. So if you were born an Israelite, you were an Israelite. You became a child of God. You were one of the people of God. If you are an Egyptian, you are an Egyptian. You cannot change and say I'm an Egyptian and become an Israelite. No, you can't. 
Impossible. You cannot cross from one side to the other. So, you have been a child of God, you have been a Christian, it was not by chance. It was all preordained. It had been predestined in the same way that it is to us today who believe. We're talking about spiritual, uh, physical cloud and fire. Pillar. Jesus was in it. There was something spiritual. That's something where Jesus was in that pillar. In those pillars. He was also light at night to his people, Israel, like I said. Just as today, he gives us spiritual light today. When you don't have Christ, you don't have that light. You don't have, you don't have sight. You don't have sight. Matthew 4, verse 16. Matthew's Gospel. I like this scripture. Verse 16. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 4, verse 16. Matthew 4, 16. Here, the scripture says, The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And upon those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. Look at that. Consider this. Listen to this. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And upon those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. We used to sit in darkness. We used to sit in the shadow of death. But now light has dawned upon us. We are no longer sitting in darkness. We are no longer under a sentence of death. We are no longer afraid. We are no longer dismayed. We are no longer afraid because we have God, Jesus, our direction, protection, and assurance. John 8, John 8, 12, last scripture. John's Gospel, chapter 8, verse 12. John 8, 12. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Have the light of life. Mean that in this life, there are some who have the light of this life, and there are others who don't have, are walking in darkness. Those who don't have the light of this life are actually walking in darkness. And if you keep on walking in darkness, you fall into a gutter. You fall into a manhole. The darkness will cover you up. Jesus is the light of this world. And anyone who follows him, like we are following him, we shall not walk in darkness. We shall walk in the light. Remember that. He is your direction, your protection, and your assurance. Your assurance. Assurance of salvation. Assurance of safety, assurance of, 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 of blessing, assurance of every good thing that we can ever ask of Him. Unbelievers don't have this assurance. Therefore, they, they use their own might, their own power to try to get this thing. But depending on the arm of flesh, they shall fail. Shout a better hallelujah and shout an amen. Thank God right now. Thank you for this afternoon. Thank you for His presence. Thank you for His word. Thank you for His anointing. Thank you for everything. Thank you so much. We thank you for this day. 
We thank you, we bless your day, we lift your day. We thank you for being first. We thank you, thank you so much about serving our life this morning. We lift your name high, we exalt your name. Holy Spirit, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, so thank you. We lift your name high, we exalt your name. Because Lord, you look at me, you have seen me. Lord, keep looking at me. You know my need. Grant me my need. I pray before this year ends. Let me see a manifestation of the answer to this my prayer. Open your mouth. Ask God to look at you right now. The Lord will take a look at you, a hard long look at you. And see you Christ The Lord will see you Christ he will see you in Christ Jesus. Because your righteousness from Christ Jesus. Lord, I pray thee. Holy Ghost, I pray Look at your children. Lord, look at them all. Let your eyes be upon them. Lord, let your eyes be upon them. Let your glory come upon them. Let your power come upon them. Right now, right now, right now. Lord, they are your children. They are your children. As you lead them a pillar of cloud and a pillar of fire, as you stand a wall between them and the enemy. Lord, let your life be upon them. Let your eyes be upon them. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 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 Jesus
the virgin, first of all, the person has to be a virgin, a virgin, to whom I say, give me a drink, and she will say, I'll give you a drink, and after you have drunk, i also give drink to your 10 camels, 200 gallons of water, let that person be the one, that Lord, you are chosen for your servant Abraham's son Isaac. That I may know that Lord, this is your choice. Very difficult thing. He 
he asked for something impossible more impossible than what you are going to ask for and before the words were out of his mouth before he finished speaking Rebecca appeared hello before you finish speaking your prayer today may the answer appear to you before the words are out of your mouth may you see the answer to your prayer in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus Church, open your mouth, begin to ask. Begin to ask God now. Talk to God. Ask for that miracle. Oh, let it be a mighty miracle. Having brought them to your house, having looked at them, Lord, now hear them. Hear their cry. Lord, answer their prayers. Answer their prayers. Answer their prayers. Grant them, Lord, the desire of their heart and the request of their heart. Grant them to have the desire of and
time of the year every year, at this time of the year every year, my faith goes up. I know God works with seasons. And there are things that God has apportioned or ordained for us this year. And this year will not pass unless God has given those to us. Those Amen. Things to us. Amen. Therefore, when it comes, when it's approaching the end of the year and the beginning of a new year, my faith becomes full. Not little, not great, but full faith. Therefore, I know I can perceive that between now and December ending, God will work mighty miracles in our lives. Amen. And your portion is among them. Amen. Yours is among them. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm so blessed. Are you blessed today? Say thank you, Jesus. Say thank you, Holy Spirit. Say thank you, Father. for participating in this Sunday afternoon's miracle service. I want to assure you that God has heard and will answer your prayers. You are welcome to visit us at Tema Community 5, off TV or being run about, every Sunday afternoon at 3.30pm. God bless you.